Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 2, Season 2 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Once again, as I said, I'm joined um, by my good friend Richie. How are you been and how do you feel about NRL finally kicking off this week? Um, yeah. Hey, Brad. Now that I'm on here with you, I'm on top of the world, mate. So um, in terms of the footy, I can't wait. I've pretty much been taking in as much league media and social media as I can, you know, and trying to do a good job of amping myself up for this weekend. And I think I'm adequately amped now and... Yeah, I can't wait. I don't think I'll move far from the couch this weekend. How about you? Yeah, I think I'm the same. I've been waiting for quite a while and, um, yeah, really looking forward to tomorrow's game, which we're going to talk about when we preview later on. So um, while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch the show on our podcast at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. So tonight we're going to be covering everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week. Uh, with no games to review, we've decided to do a little segment about our players to watch in round one. Then we're going to have a few uh, questions, hopefully, from everyone at home. Uh, then we'll go into a preview of round one and then our picks. And then we'll finish off with some Super League news um, and a preview of next week's show. So remember to send through your comments and questions throughout the show. For the question section, we'll try to answer everything we can. Let's get into the stories of the week, Richie. Um, I think the first one we may as well talk about is um, our, our regular our regular spot of Cam Watch. Uh, Cameron Smith announces retirement uh, today. Um, obviously, there's um, been a lot of talk about will he, won't he, and um, why was he holding off making an announcement. Um, there's no denying what a talented footballer he is, but I think this is an announcement that could have been done months ago. What are your thoughts on the decision? Yeah, 100%. But, hey, you know, who knows why it's taken him this long? It's probably a hard choice for him, seeing as though he he probably still felt he was in good physical shape and, and still at the top of his game, which last year pretty much proved was the case. Um, but, you know, what can, what else can you do other than pay tribute? One of the yeah. goats. 
definitely. And um, yeah, at least we don't have to keep talking about Willy Wonty um, for the rest of the year. So that's that's great for everyone that's probably sick of hearing about him. Um, next bit of news, the Warriors have announced that they're to be based um, in Australia till the 21st of June at the least. Um, I think it's a very optimistic look because I've basically um, settled on the fact that they're probably not going to come home at all this season with um, COVID just due to the risk of they could come home in June and then we could have another lockdown here and they could be stuck here. Um, mm. So I'm not sure if they want to make that risk or the NRL. Um, obviously, they've got enough time now with it um, being three months away to um, then change their mind if they have to. But uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think you're going to see them coming home this year? Potentially. Um, but the climate will be dictated by COVID, won't it? So yeah. we'll see how that all plays out. Um It'd be great to see them back in back in NZ, but if not, I think last year's prepped them for what they can expect, and hopefully they can do it a little bit better this year, and it'll be a bit more comfortable for them. Definitely. And uh, Simon, for everyone that's uh, listening, Simon just commented that um, he thinks it's great Cameron Smith's a one club player. I think that's a great point as well. There's um, a lot of you have a lot of those guys that go end up at three or four different clubs now, but um, it's really rare to find someone that stays at one club for so long. There's there's not really that many in this this day and age. So um, yeah, great. And um, as Paul said, he got a statue today. They unveiled a statue outside the stadium. Um, so yeah, another another little um, thing, a little bow that he can hold on to. But um, back to more news about the Warriors. They're actually hatching a two point five million dollar plan to host 20 NRL games in New Zealand next year. Um, it's their way of trying to rise, uh, raise the profile of NRL within um, New Zealand with such a league-starved crowd that's gone two years, basically, without football. Um, these extra games they'll be buying, their home games would be our Mount Smart. Their away games that they buy will be um, shipped off around the country, so Wellington, Christchurch, and the like. What are your thoughts on that, Richie? Oh, I love it would be a great thank you to the club for all their sacrifice over the past season and what's going into this season as well. So, um, yeah, let's make a plan and sort it out. Um, that'd be cool. Lots of games at Wellington. Selfishly, I'd love that. <laughs> I think Wellington would be a great spot to have a lot of games as well. Um, I think you'll see it, Wellington, Hamilton, Dunedin, Christchurch, around those city centres that you see. Um, I know they've got to get the other um, teams to buy in on it. They, they've mm. already said that there's a few teams that are interested. Uh, I think with everything the Warriors have done, I think it'd be hard to say no. And um, I think they said each team that brings a game here gets paid like 250 grand. So um, I'm not sure how much you make um, having a home game at your home ground, but I'm sure 250 grand is a, a nice little bit of money to go into the kitty. Yeah, yeah. And um, we've got um, the NRL um, CEO, Andrew Abdo, has come out about the, the rule changes we talked about last week and um, how some players weren't happy. He said that the NRL is going to be open to changing the rules. if they don't. We talked a bit last week about how agile they have been with rule changes, and he said they're going to monitor the first few rounds. And um, if it's not to their liking, they're going to either change them back or change them in another way. 
So um, what are your thoughts? Do you think the new rules are going to stick in? Or? Oh, time will tell, mate. Um, we pointed out a little bit last week that it's something the NRL is pretty good at. It's been proactive with with their laws and things like that. If if I think we'll find if one of these laws is, is getting a lot of people complain about it, then they may review it and look at it, you know. But we shall see, mate. You know, yep. give it a few rounds and see how they play out. Definitely. And uh, Simon, again, um, another comment. Um, it's a good idea to have a few more games in New Zealand just to see it. It's like a test run to see how second New Zealand team would operate. And I think, yeah, that's a great point. Um, if you start getting a lot of good crowds in other locations, you might go, well, this is where we should put our, our second New Zealand team. Mm, yeah, true, very true. Yeah, and he also commented that he thinks Melbourne Storm will be the only team that would have a bit of hostility of playing a home match in New Zealand. Um, oh. Yeah, quite possibly. I know there's a few Storm fans um, that live here, but, yeah, the Storm um, aren't generally the most well-liked team in this country. No, well, yeah, yeah, no. I think I've, I've met quite a few and worked with quite a few, but, yeah, I certainly don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and on to more news. Corey Norman's been suspended for one match, fined uh, 10 grand, and is undergo education and training after his involvement in a fight on Cronulla. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Rich? Yeah, so I'm doing my thing. You know, I've been reading a bit on, on social media about it, and I kind of, um, I've seen he's, he, Corey's been getting a bit of, getting a bit of backup there from some of the people in the circle and, and some support online, you know, saying that they're just defending themselves. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you reckon? Is What do you make of the NRL's punishment they've handed out? Um, I don't mind the punishment. It has been brought down. It was um, more money and more time away. Um, and um, the in the alleged incident, there was apparently a bit of racial abuse, which has kind of sparked it up. Um, yeah. But Andrew Abdo, he said he had a conversation with Corey and the NRL deemed there was there was still another way to get away from the situation than what they chose. Mm. So, um, yeah, um, as we've got on here from um, Paul, you can't put yourself in the situation where you have to defend yourself. That's kind of true. Yeah. There's, there's a way to walk away, especially these um high profile people um they're always going to have a target on the back and i know it's not always fair they're allowed to have their own lives but um the consequences are are bad um yeah it's easy to just walk away whether they like it or not they are pretty much role models that that is what you sign up for really isn't it and yeah um a guy like um a guy like him who's got a bit of a track record as well you know um you might find people in the public that might bait people like that, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. You, you kind of say role models, but there's also the other side of it of they are representatives of the brands that sponsor them, right? And yeah. their behavior reflects on that brand. So, whether you even if you take the role model piece aside, which people say, hey, you shouldn't, you, your parents should be role models for kids, not, um, mm. not sports stars, uh, even if you ignore that piece and just say, look. Your job is to represent this company. Does this company yep. want to be seen as a company that brawls in the street? Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. And it's more, yeah, it's we've seen that as well. We, we've seen that with the Bulldogs um, losing major sponsors due to off field incidents and things like that. So, yeah, um, 
yeah, it's when you throw the the racial element in there, it is hard. But I still think you can yeah. you can still walk away. Um, obviously, I I can't really talk much about that. Um, mm. but yeah, I think especially like you said with Corey Norman's history, he mm. the first that he should be his mates should be making sure he, he gets out of there. Um, because even if it was just an argument, um, it would end up in the papers and oh yeah and all that. So. So we'll we'll get off that now. Um, Sonny Bill is um, back with the Roosters, joining their coaching staff in a mentor role. Um, I think a lot of his time will be spent with uh, Joseph Suwali, the youngster that the Roosters are trying to get in um, to first grade at 17 years old. Um, there's been a lot of talk about how much um, Sonny Bill has improved the Roosters when he joined them um, with his professionalism. What are your thoughts on the, this decision? I think it's smart. I don't think it's. I don't think it stops at the Roosters. I think any organisation Sonny's been with, he's been a, he's been a known leader and a, and a role model, and a really good mentor to younger players coming through. I think that's something that any organisation that takes Sonny on, um, they know that they're getting somebody like that who's going to be awesome for young guys coming through. So, um, yeah, really smart. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I think his experience as being one of those young um, next big thing type players um, will really help because he's he's lived it. He he's been like the the hottest thing on the planet, and um, he's mm-hmm. had his ups and had his downs, and he's dealt with a lot of it. So um, yeah, I really think um, it's a great move from the Roosters. I think he was always going to end up um, back at that club in some capacity. He's got a real great relationship with them. So yeah. Um, I think it's a smart move and um, we'll see the young players really develop, I'm sure. Um, yeah. More more naughty boy corner. Um, there was a pair of Canberra Raiders players um, suspended for drink driving charges. Um, the two Corys, Corey um, Horsborough has been suspended for one match and fined $5,000. And Corey Harawira Naira has been suspended for two matches and fined ten grand. Um, both of them need to complete an education program that's been dictated by the ERL as well. What are your thoughts on um, on these two? It's just um, standard sort of NRL preseason stuff, isn't it? Um, wouldn't be an NRL preseason with with a story or two like this, but yeah, silly from the from the two guys. Um, you know, they'll they'll want to keep their noses clean. Corey Hardaway Nida has been in trouble for a couple of other things in the past couple of years too. So especially him, you know, he'll want to be staying out of the spotlight for those kind of reasons and, and want to do the talking on the field, I think. Yeah. So um, I'm sure they'll be um, amping to come back once their suspensions are over and um, make up for the errors. I know Ricky Stewart's a bit of a taskmaster, so um, he'll certainly have given them an earful, I'm sure. But um, yeah, yeah. I bet. Fingers crossed for Raiders fans that they keep themselves out of trouble in the future. We've got, um, with a bit of Roosters talk, Brent Morris has ruled out playing beyond this season. Um, he's, I think, 34 this year. Um, what are your thoughts on if he um, sticks out another year or two? Um, I think if his body's good at the end of the year, towards the end of the year, and his heart's still in it, why not? On the field, he, he still looks like he, he plays with the energy of someone in their 20s, you know. He's just one of those kind of guys. So, 
um, yeah, we'll see how the season pans out for him. But if, if his body's still good towards the back end of the year, why not? Why not go around again? Definitely. Yeah. And um, our last bit of news before we move on to our next segment, uh, John Dutton, the Rugby League World Cup Chief Executive, is optimistic that the World Cup will still go ahead this year. It's scheduled to be played in October and November in the UK. Uh, COVID's obviously going to play a major part on if that will still happen. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you think it's still going to happen? Uh, yeah, I'm optimistic. Hopefully, um, hopefully the world can keep COVID at bay enough to to allow it to go to go ahead. Kind of like um, the Warriors' hopes of having some home footy, I guess. You know, it's it's all going to be dictated by the the landscape of the world at that point at that point of the year. And yeah, hopefully nothing yeah. nothing goes pear shaped and they have to make some hard calls on on it. But yeah. I'm optimistic it goes ahead and we still get a banger of a tournament. Yeah, Sip Paul's commented as well, not in a month of Sundays. So he's on the opposite end. He's not very optimistic on it. I'm not mm. sure. Um, I think if it was down here, it might be yeah. more likely. But up in the UK, it's still kind of a, a, a hot zone at the moment. So, um, And they don't have any forward, like, They don't have any yeah, alternative got, sort of venues they can bring it to, do they? No, not that's been so. Um, worst case scenario, it gets it gets postponed probably to next year. Um, yeah. But we just have to wait and see. And obviously, the more we know, the more we'll let you guys know. So um, we'll get into the next segment, which is our players to watch in round one. So yeah, as I said, with no games to review this week, I thought this would just be a little fun thing to kind of pick out players that we think um, you should keep an eye on um, in their teams. So I'll go with my first one, uh, Richie. I've got Brandon Smith. Um, I think with no Cameron Smith at the Storm now and Harry Grant injured for a month, it's really his chance to shine. He He's come out and said he wants to be a hooker um, at any club, really, that will take him if the Storm don't want him. Um, so he's got basically a month um, to prove that he's a, a worthy of a starting spot. I think he's a very talented player and he won't let this chance go by. So um, I think it's great for him. Yeah, I yeah, I kind of whenever I watch Storm games, I inevitably keep my eye on him anyway. He's one of my favourites, so um, yeah, I agree. I I just seen a comment come through from Barnard. Did you see that? That's very Warriors at amateurs. Come on, okay, yeah, but yeah, I, I'll be keeping my eye on him too. Yeah, definitely. Um, who's your first one? Uh, my first one was AJ Brimson. Um, he had a really good season last year and I think again this year he'll be a, he'll be a danger again um, I think the Warriors will need to keep keep their eye on him you know and, and sort of mitigate the risk he brings if they want to come out on top on the weekend you'd agree there Brad? Yeah definitely I think in that trial um, a few weeks ago you saw he, he made a few breaks and looked very dangerous so mm. um, especially with the big forward pack Titans have I'm sure there'll be a lot of offloads going to a, a nice Quick Brinson going up on the inside. So I think, um, yeah, the Warriors definitely have to keep him contained. Yeah, sure. And um, my next player, I've picked Kyle Flanagan. Um, I he was um, I talked about a lot last year, but I think he was unfairly blamed for the Roosters' drop in performance last season. Uh, he left the club um, when they told him they didn't want him anymore. He ended up at the Bulldogs, and I think um, with a new coach and Trent Barrett and the Bulldogs as a as a team for him to work with, he's got all the tools 
really to prove the Roosters wrong. And um, I think um, he'll probably be a shining light and probably a, a poor season for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I hope he does go well. You know, I, I agree. I think he was a bit of a scapegoat uh, for for the Roosters, um, but I'm, I'm pretty keen to see how he goes in, in the blue and white, and I think he can have a big year. Um, so for my second one, I've gone Anthony Milford. Uh, I've, you know, looking at the Broncos, I think a guy like Milford needs to have a big year. Um, last year wasn't the greatest for Milford, and, and I think if they want to turn around the, the results they were having last year, uh, I think he needs to have a big one. And I'm interested to see how he responds and if he can, if he can lead the Broncos to a good game against the Eels on the weekend and, and get them starting strong. Definitely, yeah. I think um, I think the pressure is going to be on him more than it is mm. on Brody Croft. And um, Walters uh, coming in as the new coach there, he's going to want to um, make sure their performances are up to spec. So, yeah, Milford really needs to step up. He he's a big, big money um, player, so he needs to start acting like it. Um, my third player. Um, for our pick is Adam Fenua Blake. It um, wouldn't be a standoff um, list without a Warriors player, so I've um, picked him. I think all eyes are going to be on him. He's kind of the marquee signing for the Warriors, and um, they've sorely needed a front rower in his mould for some time, a big hard runner. Um, he's actually very good defensively too, um, and hopefully he can set an example that the rest of the team can follow. Yeah. Um, super keen to see him play, you know. Um, I'm sure he'll bring a lot of go forward up the middle, which is what we'll be wanting. And I'm sure he'll go well, mate. You know, well, yeah. Time will tell, but I'm sure he'll be at the forefront of our go forward this year. And, and hopefully, he goes well on the weekend. Definitely. And um, who's your last player? Uh, my last one. I I'm looking at Jack Hetherington. So he's getting the start this weekend at his new club, the Dogs. And, uh, you know, last year with his little stints at the Warriors, it was um, he was really enjoyable to watch and he had that real hard edge and aggression that he brought to each game. I think he, um, if he brings that to the Dogs, uh, that'll be a good thing for their pack going forward this year. And, um, yeah, let's see if he can bring that and, and get their fortunes turning around a bit this year. Hopefully he can um, help drag them off the off the bottom there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really liked them at the Warriors last year. I know I said it several times on the show that um, I really hoped the Warriors would be able to pick him up. Fortunately for um, Warriors, he didn't want to come to New Zealand, so um, he ended up at the Dogs. And I think he'll he'll be he's a great pickup for them. He just needs to um, find that line because he he's very mm-hmm. aggressive, but he also spends a lot of time suspended due to that aggression. So he just needs yeah. to like find that that sweet spot in between um, where he doesn't lose that aggressive edge, but he also doesn't spend half his year um, on the sidelines. 100%. But that'll be a good little um, uh, nice, exciting combo he might string up with Napa there. You know, they might do some damage to a few forward packs this year. Yeah, I'm not sure if the Bulldogs are going to have a great year, but I think their, um, their forward pack might be um, a bit intimidating to yeah. run into um, with those two big boppers there. Uh, so I think we may as well go into the round one previews um, right now. So we've got first game is tomorrow night, um, the Melbourne Storm versus the Rabbitohs in Melbourne. 
Um, the Storm um, haven't lost a game in round one since 2001. And I think you were saying something about the Rabbitohs stats against the Storm. Yeah, so I see that the Rabbitohs have, have never won in Melbourne. Going back to 1999, I was reading something online earlier. So that's that's pretty significant stat. Both both of those stats are pretty significant, really. So, um, yeah, I guess for those reasons, for me, I, I find it hard to see them. I know the stats don't tell the full picture, but for me, it's hard to go past Melbourne. Yeah, so you're going to – we may as well do our picks at the same time. Yeah, so you're going with Melbourne? Yeah, I think I think they they'll get it done. I think at home they've proven in the past that you know this is this is what they do. Um, so yeah, I think despite having a few injuries, and I think Finucane's out, um, Brinko Lee's out, obviously Harry Grant's out, but I think they've got enough there to cover, and and I think they'll I think they'll come out with the W. Yeah, see, I'm going the opposite. I'm going You're to go with uh, Rabbitohs. Um, I think the Rabbitohs are just white hot right now. Um, I was talking them up about winning the whole thing last week, so um, yeah. it would be it would be rude of me to straight away the next week say no, they're going to lose. So um, yeah, those those stats that we just talked about are, are quite imposing. But you've you've got to get your first win in Melbourne at some point. Even the Warriors have done it. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure the Rabbitohs have got a great team. Um, so yeah, I'm picking the Rabbitohs for this one. Cool. Then the first game on Friday night, we've got the Knights versus the Bulldogs in Newcastle. Um, so I've picked the Bulldogs here. Um, I know the I don't think the Bulldogs are gonna have a great year, but I think the Knights, um I just don't see much in the Knights right now. Um I don't think they've got a lot in them in attack. I don't think their defense is that great. So I think the Bulldogs coming in on their first game with their new coach, I think they're gonna be firing and I, I think they're gonna get a win here. Yeah, this one, this was one of the games for me, which was one of the more difficult ones to pick when I was looking at them all on paper. Um, it's at Newcastle, and the Knights are traditionally pretty strong at home, uh, but no Ponga, and they've, he's pretty important. They've got a few injuries. I'd, I'd put the dogs as well. I think, you know, new coach, a uh, couple of good signings. I think they'll be wanting to put their best foot forward. Definitely. And then the next game on Friday is the Broncos versus Eels uh, in Brisbane. Um, I've gone with the Eels because they're playing Brisbane. Uh, um, not really much else to say there. I think the, we'll, we'll probably see the same Broncos we saw last year where they'll be real competitive in the first half and then drop away. They also don't have David Feeder anymore. Payne Haas is still uh, not available. Um, Katoni Staggs, who was basically the only highlight for them last year is also out so um it's not looking good for them and the eels the eels were a top four side last year and i don't think they're going to be a top four side this year but i think they're definitely going to be in the running so um yeah it's hard to go against the eels right now i went eels as well for mostly the same reasons i think the bronco yeah i wouldn't be surprised if the broncos got a try or two to start off but i think across the course of the whole game the eels should be too strong um, yeah, I don't, yeah, uh, that was a pretty straightforward one for me. Yeah. Then, uh, the next game, uh, first game on Saturday is the Warriors versus the Titans at the Warriors home ground in Central Coast. Um, this one here, it was really actually, it was quite tough. 
Um, but I've gone with the Warriors here. I think um, you could basically toss the coin with this one, but going against what I did with the Storm and Rabbitohs, the Titans have only won one game in Central Coast, um, where the Warriors are at 60% winning there. So um, on that fact alone, I'm going with it. I went Warriors as well, and our bias is going to show through pretty strong here, Brad. <laughs> I think this this was another one that was, um, again, pretty tough to pick. but And I think it showed in the trial as well. Both, both the teams were very close, and when they played last year, it was pretty close as well, I think. Uh, the yeah. Titans have recruited well, so, yeah, we shall see. But yeah, I'm going Warriors. My heart says Warriors, so I'm going to go that way. Yeah. Yeah, and it was you couldn't really well they had the twelve all draw just a few weeks ago, so it is really neck and neck. So um yeah, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there. The next game on Saturday is the Roosters and Seagulls uh, at Sydney Cricket Ground in Sydney. Um, I've gone with the Roosters um, just on the fact that Seagulls um, struggle without Tommy Turbo, and he's still not there, so I think they're going to struggle here again. Yeah, had this been at Brookvale, had this had Tommy Turbo lining up. It would be a lot more difficult to pick, but I think the fact that that it's um, there's no Tommy Turbo and and I, I don't I don't see this being very competitive. I think the rest has worn this one pretty comfortably. Yeah. And uh, the next uh, the last game on Saturday is uh, the Panthers versus the Cowboys at Panthers Stadium. Um, I've gone with Panthers here. Uh, Cowboys were a, a bottom four team last year and. Um, got Todd Payton now and I think they will improve but the Panthers um, are one of the elite teams right now so I think they're going to go from strength to strength and um, we'll just continue how they went the week before the grand final last year mm. and um, going again um, I agree I think that um, I think both of these teams are going to sort of run similar to how they did last year so I'm, I've gone Panthers Um yeah, I, I think Cowboys may be a bit better. Todd Payton, we know we know as Warriors fans that he's a pretty real pretty good coach. So um but I don't think it's gonna be enough to change what the Panthers have been doing by the grand final, like you pointed out. Definitely. And then uh, the first game on Sunday, we've got the Raiders versus the Tigers at um GIO Stadium in Canberra. I've gone with the Raiders here. Um think the tigers have made some good good signings but i think the raiders are just another one of those teams uh like the the roosters panthers etc that are um just at another level so i think they'll come home quite comfortably here yeah and they go well at home as well they you know they get the they get the viking clap and the horns going there and, and they're hard to beat so i've got raiders for that one pretty comfortably as well Raiders as well. And then the last game of the round, we've got the Dragons versus the Sharks um, at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. Um, I've gone with Sharks here because I picked the Dragons to be the wooden spoon and I don't see them doing well. i uh, got no, they've got, um, yeah, I don't really have any um, pros for what they've got right now. And I think the Sharks, even though they don't have Sean Johnson, Matt Boylan's been playing reasonably well in his place. And um, I think they'll have enough to get over the Dragons here. Took the words out of my mouth, mate. Um, despite not having Sean Johnson, I think they've got enough to cover the Dragons, even even with it being at Dragons, at Dragons' home ground. 
I think I think the Sharks have that one covered. Nice. So looking at our picks, we've only got one different, which is the very first game tomorrow. So um, we'll know who's who's going to be ahead at the end of round one straight from tomorrow night. So um, that'll be interesting. And next week we'll cover our picks and keep a tally to see um, who's on top. Uh, I was quite dominant last year. Uh, no need to brag, but um, hopefully I'll, I'll keep that keep that going this year. I'll let you know so, if, um, if you're behind, mate. Don't worry. We'll let you know next <laughs> yeah. week. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we may as well stop now for any questions. Paul, are there any questions for us from everyone in the crowd? Yeah, so um, Mark um, Mackay over on uh, Brad's Ramblings um, page has asked, um, since you've played at the Storm, do you boys think the Warriors will target another fullback or bring one of our younger fellas um, up? We'll have a bit of coin with um, RTS going. Well, nice, Mark. You stole my question. I was going to ask Richie. But um, sorry, Richie, you may as well answer this one first. Um, yeah, I I don't know what they're doing with. I know Jerome Hughes has extended with Melbourne, and I know there was talk about Joey Manu as well. Have you heard anything to do with Joey Manu, Brad? He's one I'd really like as as a sort of pipe dream sort of signing. Uh, I really like him, and I think obviously he's done a lot at centre. But when he's filled in for Tedesco at fullback, he's been really good as well. And he's, he's good under the high ball and, and really good defender. And, yeah, he'd be cool. But yeah. at, and by the same token, I'd, I'd like a guy like um, Paul, Paul Turner to get a crack as well from, from you yeah. know, one of the youngsters. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Jordan Kahu. Uh, not Jordan Kahu, sorry. Uh, um, Joey Manu. Joey Manu. They, they just sound so similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely be interested in him. I know he's he's expressed interest in going into fullback, as you said. I think um, he'd be quite a nice talent to bring over here. Um, still kind of fills that mould of um, the Warriors bringing Kiwis home as well, mm. um, being another another New Zealander. Um, there's also all this stuff going on with Adam Reynolds right now, um, mm. where Adam Reynolds wants a bit of security. Um, the Rabbitohs only want to offer him a one-year deal, and I think if he's a player that comes onto the market, he's definitely a guy you have to look at. He's a very talented footballer. And uh, I think with the Warriors forward pack that they've got now, a guy like Reynolds could really benefit and um, make the Warriors a success. But um, I'm sure in the upcoming weeks, we're going to get some more news on that, Mark. So, Yeah, it'll be interesting, eh? I mean, it's hard to see a guy like Reynolds in, in another jersey. He's another one of those guys. You, see, you sort of just see him in the the Rabbitohs jersey. Yeah, definitely. And um, he doesn't want to go, but he just wants that security. Um, yeah. So he he's willing to move if it means he can um, have a bit of a bit of a um, a bit, I guess, more comfort. I guess. Well, I know. Say. Yeah, and I know. Well, we know too. It's not going to be Mitchell Pierce. I know he's. Saw his name thrown about pretty randomly during the week as a as a left field option, but then now he's extended with the Knights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, are there any other questions in there, Paul? Uh, no, that's it, really. Uh, cool, uh, Richie. You got any questions you want to ask me? Since Mark stole mine. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> with the first round coming up, mate, I just. 
what what are you, I'm interested to get your thoughts on who's a player that you think's going to stand up and and put their hand up and and say you know hey I'm here this year uh, and I'm going hard this year and also secondly which team do you think's going to make a big statement this weekend? I can answer that easily with the same team. Um, so I think the Rabbitohs are going to come out and make a statement. Um, as you said, all the stats are against them for getting the win. I think they're going to win and show everyone that they're playoff contenders. And I think Latrell Mitchell is going to be the one that stands up. Um, he wanted to be a fullback. He got his chance at the Rabbitohs, got injured. This year is all about him proving that he wants to be an elite fullback. So um, there's no better way to start it than with a strong performance. Yeah, um, I I kind of disagree with your pick. With I think Melbourne's going to win, but I think Latrell's in for a big year. I agree with you there. I think he was starting to come into his own before before he had a few games out last year. I think he'll flow on nicely this year. Yeah, definitely. So um, that's it for all the questions. So we'll get into some Super League news. Um, Super League Executive Chairman Robert Alstone has resigned from his position. Um, he's been in the role since 2008, um, June, I believe, and he actually survived a vote of no confidence last year, but has now decided to call it a day. There's no word on his replacement um, yet, but the start of the season is just a few weeks ago, so they're going to want to find one soon. Um, I don't know much about him, but... Um, I know that there was a lot of opposition to him being in the role. I think they thought it was putting Super League backwards. I think it was a quote I found um, when I was looking it up. And um, with him gone, they're hoping that they can merge the two organizations um, and um, that they got over there, the Super League, and I think it's the Rugby Football League, making them like one unit and actually work together to make um, league stronger in the UK. So... Um, mm. Sounds like it's been the right decision and um, hopefully it will lead to bigger and better things. Yeah, well, yeah, hopefully it does. I mean, I know they're going to have hard times for the next year at least with what the way the world is, but time will tell. Definitely. And then um, we talked about last week our Super League's back in a couple of weeks, but they've actually announced um, round 20 this year is going to be a rival round. Um, so they've got all the teams um, that are generally the – um have the strongest rivalries and um are putting them against each other so i've got the team list here we've got um castleford tigers versus wakefield trinity hull fc versus hull kr leeds rhinos versus huddersfield giants uh lee centurions versus salford red devils warrington wolves against the catalan dragons and then ending it up with the best team in the super league the wigan warriors against st helens yeah so, um what are your thoughts about that? Any of those games would interest you to go and watch? Obviously on television. Yeah, mate. That would be cool. I mean, I think you always want to watch those matches where there's a bit extra on the line, those arch-rival games, and we've seen it in the NRL. I hope that's something that the crowd will get along and back when, when the landscape's right. And yeah, it's supported well because, you know, those games are always fun. Yeah, definitely. I think that's kind of something they should incorporate more into the league for like the Magic Round. Um, I, I know they try to do it a bit in Magic Round, but I think um, if they went straight in and had your, um, I think what's probably the best is like Rabbitohs Dragons. Um, I don't really know. I, I always think of the Melbourne Storm as the Warriors rival, um, but there's probably a few teams in there and then you could have like 
um there's a lot of teams in there and um kind of make it a, a festival kind of round um it would fit perfectly with the format they have for magic round anyway yeah yeah for sure like like you say those games always have the extra, extra bit of spice on them and they're always a bit more interesting to to watch but contact's a bit harder and and there's a bit more intensity so definitely so um that's about it for tonight's show so we'll just go into a rundown of our preview for next week so next week's show we'll be reviewing round one results as well as re- previewing round two and covering all the news from the week from both the nrl and um around the world hopefully get a bit more super league news in there as well um as they get closer to kickoff um so um ladies and gentlemen oh we've got we've got simon hughes before i sign off we'll talk uh simon hughes has put super league chairman was terrible they need to merge back with the rugby football league because of super league yeah so yeah that is um the idea i think with whoever the new chairman is they're going to try to get that merger back which i think will only um do good things for super league so um fingers crossed they get a chairman that will do that Cool. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and join us on the standoff with Brad and Richie. Oh, Simon, we've got more questions, Simon. Cool. I'm going to stop again. Um, who do you consider the Warriors' biggest rival, um, Simon's asked. I still put it as Melbourne, um, just because there's been some great matches between us and um, some real bad ones too. Um, generally, if it's on Anzac Day, it's a game you don't want to tune in on. But... Um, yeah, I think they're probably uh, the the best. Um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I always like Melbourne matches. They they seem one of our biggest rivals. I also consider, for me, I, I quite like Brisbane as a bit of a rival, just because they were our first opponent and first game. You know, we, yeah, and we've sort of uh, put together a pretty even head to head record against them now. I know they had the wood on us a lot early, but. Um, yeah, I think our matches against Brisbane are always good. But, yeah, it's hard to go past Melbourne. I think we're both obviously not uh, – we're both teams outside of Sydney, um, out, outside of that Sydney sort of, you know, outside of a Sydney team. So, yeah, yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne for me. Melbourne, yeah. Yeah, Melbourne, um, Brisbane, I think, yeah, you could toss a coin with them, um, either or. So, yeah. Everyone, ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie, your weekly update on Rugby League. Um, Tune in next week at 8pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Uh, Thank you and good night. Thanks. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.